Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Robert Pollitt. 15 years of career and volunteer experience, currently a lieutenant on Engine 1 and Marine 1 for Passaic Fire Department in New Jersey. Robert started his career as a volunteer where he served as Chief of Department for the Allendale Fire Department, also in New Jersey. He is also a founder and contributor of Flow Invent, a site dedicated to fire and rescue training. Robert is very humble and open on how having great mentors around him helped mold and shape the company officer he is today. With that, I present Mr. Robert Pollack. What's up, guys? My name's Rob Pollack. I'm a lieutenant with the uh, City of Passaic Fire Department, assigned to Engine Company 1 Marine 1 right now. Um, prior to that, I was uh, on the truck on Ladder 1 for a, for the start of my career, per se, the last uh, seven years. And um, it's been a fun ride. I started out as a volunteer. Um, not afraid to to admit it. I joined for college, you know. Um, um, my parents, I'm a first-generation American. You know, we didn't really know what to do in terms of like how to get into college and things like this. So I joined my local volleys where I was growing up, um, ended up being a chief in that town years later. And we're here today and it's a, it's been a, it's been a great ride. Uh, it's been pretty cool. So just to backtrack and just kind of lay out, you know, I was talking to you like the timeline of, of everything and how quick it's gone. So right? I joined as a college kid, was a junior fireman, probationary, went to fire one. What I didn't know then that I do know now though, is when I took the fire one class, I took the summer class. So up here in North Jersey, two or three times a year, they run a, uh, you know, an accelerated, normally it's considered the career class, but they'll, you know, depending on class sizes and things like that, they'll roll in some volunteers. And I was fortunate enough to get into a class um, at that time and not knowing till I got hired, there were a couple of guys from my city that were in that class at the time. So it was kind of cool years later uh, to uh, end up working with a bunch of these guys. Um, before that, I was an ENT, you know, that was the first thing It was tough to get into the fire one program up here. So you know, start the medical way and it worked out and we rolled into what we are today. Um, after high school, I ended up going to University of Colorado at uh, Boulder and uh, I still did the fire service stuff there. Tried to get involved in the volunteers, but, you know, it was always a dream to get into the into the uh, movie business. So I got lucky it was in the film program, but the fire service was still, uh, you know, big, big factor for me. So not only taking tests and I mean, ultimately come, I came back, but I ended up being an intern for the city of Boulder Fire Department, working with the fire and safety program which uh, was kind of cool because at the time, nobody, there were no students that were involved as interns um, that kind of got to do fire stuff. So I did a couple of ride-alongs, got involved with, this, with the city. Um, I mean, it was a phenomenal experience. You know, I love the buffs. I love Colorado. Would have been nice to say, but, you know, life brought me back here. So I ended up back in Jersey, uh, continued to volunteer, continued to, uh, I ended up going to Rampo College right here in Mawa where I started volunteering. Um, I had a bunch of friends in Mawa Fire Department, which is a lot, a lot bigger of a department from where I started. Where I started was, I think, three square miles, mostly a uh, couple of parks and, you know, swampland and big homes. Mawa is a lot bigger. I'm, I mean, I can look it up, but the official square mileage is, or coverage area is, I think it's about 25, 30 square miles between state parks and colleges and things like this. Um, ended up volunteering there, which kind of opened up my eyes even more, right? Two towns over, it's a completely different animal. Um, still involved there, ended up, you know, doing some time as an officer there back and forth. And that was awesome. Met a lot of guys, got a lot of training. You know, they, they're on the border of New York State, right? So you get to go into Rockland County, see how those guys. So this whole time, I'm still picking up different ways to firefighting, training, and things like this. Um, fast forward a little bit more. I keep getting my, you know, I get my degree finished. Now I'm a chief here in the volleys. Um, at that time, you know, I'm kind of in that weird phase of life. Like, all right, what are we doing? Are you going to try to go be a career fireman? What, you know, it's time to get moving, right? Getting a little older. And at that point, um, you know, back to that whole where I started with, hey, you know, as a volunteer, you're in a class with career guys. Um, one of the instructors there was a, at the time, he was lieutenant in Passaic, John Lewis. If you guys don't know him, I'm sure he's he's on a couple other episodes. He's, you know, wealth of knowledge and that's a guy I just clicked with. I always asked him, you know, he always said, open book, call me if you need anything. And at one point I was like, Hey, trying to get hired. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, where do you think I should test? And again, I, I didn't know much about the system. My dad had a, a business in a neighboring town by Passaic and 
I didn't even know they were really paid. You know, you always saw the buff groups and this and that. But right. honestly, I started out as a kid that wanted to be like everybody, right? You want to go play sports, NFL, NHL, whatever, film. You don't really think about unless you're born into this, you know, through a family legacy or tradition. You don't, I didn't know. Um, so I ended up testing there. Again, New Jersey is a civil, in most jurisdictions in New Jersey, the civil service process. Uh, so it took a couple of years to get hired. Within that time frame, I was like, all right, it is what it is. It's not happening, you know, because it's such a long process that I was like, I'm a, I'm a kind of channel my nerd side and go get another degree. So I ended up getting a master's degree in Homeland Security and Emergency Management through Arizona State. It was online. There's no secret about it. But after or, or once I was finishing that and still working on the program, I ended up becoming an intern in New York City Emergency Management. And when I got involved in the big city, that's where like things started to really come together, right? Between the EMT work and the fire service and now OEM, you know, OEM in, in New York City is not like for the guys in New Jersey, you know, it's not just like your local, like, hey, this is the cert team, there's a snowstorm, there's a lot more that go, gets involved in that. When I was doing that, I, I was part of the uh, training and exercise unit as an intern. So that was pretty cool because I got exposed to New York Task Force One, you know, all the USOR guys and, you know, how they do training out in Brooklyn. And it was just another phenomenal opportunity um, to even for me, like with this whole fire service thing, you know, this week, uh, Chief Esposito passed away. Uh, guys that didn't know about him. I mean, I ended up meeting him through family, friends, connections. Um, and, you know, he was the boss. Of, he was a commissioner at the time when I was there. And for me, you know, like I said, what are we going to get into? This was just one thing that kind of really stuck with me now, just reflecting on, you know, I only did, I think, four or five months as an intern before I got hired. You know, at that point they said, hey, you know, you scored well, you're getting, you know, you start your process, what have you. But for me, you know, years later, you know, from that was 2015, eight years later, um, just to reflect on the leadership qualities, right? You see a lot of training pages and articles and things like this get into training, 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 leadership, leadership, leadership. And this dude, man, I mean, what? He was chief, you know, chief of police, still a grunt on the ground, post 9-11, COVID, all the chaos that New York City has been through in the last couple of decades. And this dude still always treated you like a family member, mm -hmm. right? So for me, he didn't have to make time for an intern. No, oh, you're so-and-so's, you know, at that time I was dating my wife, boyfriend, yeah, whatever. No, right. this dude took the time, just an intern, a nobody to sit down, talk, you know, I mean, I don't drink coffee, but you know, the phrase, have a cup of coffee, see what you want to do, kind of give you that guidance. And for me, like, you know, it, it just kind of helps mold, you know, I think who I am and just to see how this fire service is going, right. We have a lot of guys coming out and, you know, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of training and things like that, but it's been kind of cool to see how things are starting to shift in the fire service, right. For years, it was read fire engineering, read fire engineering, maybe a little bit of firehouse, your textbooks. And now here we are today where, you know, your podcast, my podcast, is just kind of blossoming into this whole uh, crazy chaos. Uh, so firematically, that's, uh, you know, in my volleys, I'm still involved where I live. Um, next town over, I'm one of their training officers and do a couple of things in the state with the fire threat task force. And uh, the other thing I do, which is kind of cool, which I never thought, but again, my nerdy side is kind of kicking in is the incident management team for the state. So I got involved in that and it's, uh, it's crazy to see where, again, a kid that just joined, try to, trying to get a college boot, you know, bu uh, bump on a, on a letter of recommendation turned into, you know, I owe everything to it. Right. They always say you right. know, anything to the fire service, you owe everything to it. And that's, that's where I am today, man. It's uh it's been, been kind of crazy, but I love it. You know, I wouldn't okay. change it for the world. And we see where we start going with this. You know, it's like I said, I listened to the other episodes you've, you've done with some guys. It's, you know, it's cool to see like how people are like the whole network, right? The bigger the fire service is, it's actually getting smaller and smaller. The more you get involved, the more years you get in, the more training you get involved in. Everybody knows everybody. And there's no hiding. <laughs> right. Right. No, you're right. You're right. No, that's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome to see how you're going down one path, but the fire service brought you into a different path, which is to you, it's probably the greatest job in the world. The greatest thing that's ever oh, yeah, happened. Absolutely. So no, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, for those that don't know about um, Passaic Fire Department, can you tell us a little bit sure. about it? How many stations, so, personnel? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so the Passaic Fire Department, we are, you know, if you're looking at a map and you don't know anything about us, uh, the way I like to describe us, we're kind of in the Bermuda Triangle of New York City, Patterson, and Newark, New Jersey, right? Kind of on the other side of Giant Stadium. Um, we're supposed to be at about 120 on the manpower. We're a little low right now. Um 
Right now we run four engines, two trucks. We have an on-duty uh, battalion chief that runs every shift. Uh, again, technically it's about three square miles and change on the census, right? It says that we're pretty dense knowing through school records and school documentation, we are one of the most densely populated cities per capita in the country. Um, so, you know, we run about, I think last year's we closed about just over 5,000 fire calls. We only run fire, no medical. I mean, we run first responder, but we don't transport anything like that. Um, especially unit wise, you know, like for me, I'm on engine one, we're supposed, we're, we man the boats, right? So we have uh, an inflatable hard bottom that that's our, that's our second, our second do per se, our okay. second responsibility. Um, we also run um, in New Jersey, there's a, like a UASI system, right? So it's the urban area securities initiative. I think it's nine counties or nine cities. I, I, I butcher it sometimes, but basically right outside New York city down to like the Bayonne area. Um, you know, there's extra funded equipment. Um, we run one of the foam trucks, you know, we have a little quick attack with it. So anytime there's some kind of crazy foam request, or they're like, even where I live now, years ago, before I got hired, we had a, a, a power plant that was going and they called in all the foam trucks of the area. Or if there's a tanker on the turnpike or something crazy, these things get activated. Similar to like in recent history, you know, guys with everybody sees it this month's cover shot of, of uh, fire engineering. It was a, a little, uh, wasn't building collapse, like a foundation collapse that part of that UASI system was deployed to. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it used to be a lot bigger, you know, years have changed. The demographics have changed, you know, as everywhere, everybody's evolving. We used to have, to my knowledge, as old timers tell me, six engines, two trucks and a rescue company and two chiefs on duty. Um, yeah. So it's changed. It got smaller. Um, but again, I love the place, you know, for me, even I got friends in, you know, in the big city in New York city to the smallest city, like, like, like Jimmy and James in, uh, in Long Branch. And it's just, you know, it's a good place to work. Everybody's going to be working there. There's nowhere to hide. You know, we ride real low, um, on the engines, it's driver officer, one in the back, you know, everybody's yeah. expected to work when I was on the truck, uh, on the tower, same thing. You were, you know, one, one and one and one in the back. And if you were a tiller man at one point, we had two tillers in service because the tower was down. Um, same thing. You were a tillerman on your own. So uh, it was a, uh, it was a, it was an experience. I love it. And uh, it's always fun to, you know, like I said, I got friends and family over, over the river and, you know, they ride a little heavier. You know, everybody knows it. it's no secret over there. So I always like to break the chops because, you know, by us, you have to do the job of, you know, multiple guys in one right. shot. So, right. uh, you know, now as a company officer in, on the engine, I get to stretch the line. It's my responsibility. The guy in the back's going to hit the hydrant if it's, you know, within, you know, I, obviously it's location and, and how comfortable my, my chauffeur is that day is, you know, if, am I within earshot of, of making mm -hmm. that drop a couple lengths and the guy in the back that I jump out. Um, I mean, that's a home run spot, right? As an engine boss, listen, and guys know me, you know, writing questions and, and previous podcasts. I love the truck in our city, right? It was a culture. Uh, and that was one of the, when I was listening to James's podcast with you, you know, I know you dove into that question, right? Engine or truck. Um, one of my closest friends is in Savannah. And for him, the truck is like completely different culture than it does, you know, Northeast firefighting. So for okay. me, you know, it's, it was a fun time to tell me would go to the rear and uh, some shifts operate a little bit differently, but uh, you know, your, your chauffeur would go to the roof. The officer would go inside and the tillerman got the rear as like some places would call it the OV kind of and mm -hmm. with your, with your, uh, with the officer okay. Same thing with the engine, I'm stretching by myself. You know, maybe the second do, if they don't got a line or they're a little bit, whatever the timing is on arrival, maybe that boss will also help me out. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a fun place to work. Everybody's working. There's no hiding. And um, what I've noticed, you know, I was even a couple of weeks ago, I was at a family party on the on Long Island and an older retired gentleman that, I mean, first time I met this guy, he was like, where you work, kid? I'm like, oh, per se. He goes, oh, I know about you crazy people. You know, that was a new, retired old timer, you know, that survived right. warrior in New York right. City breaking my chops. So. You know, I mean, listen, New Jersey is, uh, as everybody's learning and everywhere right, right around the country is, you know, there's small shops, big shops, everybody's working, you know, the fire service is one crazy network, but, uh, it's, 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 it's nice to work here. It's a, uh, it's, it's a pleasure and it's a, it's a game changer. That's for sure. When you learn what's different, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, so if a residential structure fire comes in within the, uh, you know, your, your first two areas, sure. are you getting all stations or? What's your compliment? I got you. Uh, so by us right now, currently, um, you know, we run a, your first alarm would be your, your first new company. So going back to the last question, just so people understand where I go with this, right? We only have two firehouses, right? Each firehouse has two engines and a truck staffed. 
Um, oh, okay. Was, only two firehouses. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So we only have two and, uh, you know, citywide is four engines, two trucks. We kind of split the city into four quarters, you know, depending on how it rolls. So if you get a report of a fire, uh, on paper, it's supposed to be three engines and a truck. And then you have your one-on-one kind of in reserve. If it turns into something, if it doesn't turn into something, uh, we're in the process of trying to change that, right, for positioning to get that second truck on the initial alarm. So then you'll kind of have one um, engine just flowing. But, you know, what's supposed to happen, you know, on paper is first do, obviously tax the fire. Second do is your backup line. Your third do engines, your RIT team, you know, they're kind of the utility company until the fourth do gets in there. And your first due truck sets up for searches and your second due truck is your ventilation team. Does it happen like that often? I, you know, we do our best. It's just, right. again, manpower. I mean, man, if you look at some, some of these streets, they're tight, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So even if you make a block, you know, it may make sense. You know, let's say it's on the West side of town and the towers first due, it may make more sense for that tower to stage outside the block or go a completely to some people, strange and opposite way to get to the rear of the building where the tiller can make the front of the building. Right. Um, or, uh, you know, in, um, in historic fashion, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing when both trucks go nose to nose and you're able to set up and hit, you know, depending on how you say it, you know, three sides in the roof, you know, three sides of the building and, and they're able to operate. So, you know, that's, that's that anytime there's any kind of special call, um, you know, they'll close a company, you know, do overtime or something like this to rehire, to get that fourth or whatever that special company is in service, you know, if we get anything on the river. So what I didn't mention on the demographics of Passaic is uh, in my book, the way I like to explain it is we're, we're a peninsula city, right? So we're on the border of Bergen and Passaic counties. The Passaic river splits us from Garfield and Wallington on the Bergen County side and Clifton surrounds us completely on the other side. Okay. But when you look at the river, man, we flood, you know, we worked Ida, uh, which was a, uh, I, don't, I don't know what kind of, what's the proper word for it, but it was, it was a, crazy a hurricane. Night. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a crazy night to work. Um, so even the highest points in the city, you know, we're flooding out. So, you know, we have a uh, route 21 that goes through, through the city and that was completely flooded. Okay. So everybody sees in the news now how New Jersey, New York, and this East coast is changing. I, I wrote an article for the, uh, the state uh, FNBA paper, that's going to come out next month. But the biggest thing I kept pushing is it shouldn't be a new thing for New Jersey, right? The Delaware river cuts us off completely to the West and we're only right. connected, you know, on by land by three counties to the North. So just cause it opens up in Trenton and it turns into a legit gap, you know, we shouldn't, New Jersey shouldn't be kind of shocked about flooding. I mean, me being a new homeowner, I'm learning myself, but you know, it's a, uh, you know, we gotta be prepared for that. So yeah, that's your first alarm comes in like that. And if the chief designates it, then it turns into a second. Then we'll get the additional one-on-one -on -one to come rolling in. At that time, once those get requested, then they'll kind of go out to mutual aid. So okay. what, I what I like about our city is it's 50, I don't want to call it 50-50, but it's a unique approach because we will bring in our career partners to the north, per se. Clifton and Patterson will send the truck and an engine. They'll roll in. And then we also were part of a, um, a volunteer department mutual aid system, right? They call them crew. It's Carlstad, Rutherford, East Rutherford, and Wallington. So they're like the Bergen County partners on the, on the uh, east side. So, you know, ultimately all those people get involved on like the second they start rolling in to start backfilling the firehouses. More often than not, you know, with the uh, limited manpower, if we don't get a grip on it, you know, they go to work as well. And most fires, unless you're talking about those monumental ones, where I think yesterday was the two-year anniversary of Canal Street, which was this multi-alarm massive fire on the river and all over the newspapers, fire engineering, and things like this. But uh, it was a good experience. Definitely, it was cold. One day it was beautiful. The next day we had a blizzard. <laughs> so, right. Uh, right. Yeah, that's how we run. It's it's cool. You know, we do go mutual aid, which is also nice and into both career. You know, we're in that we're on that fine line, right? Like for me, I, I don't care if you're career or volunteer, as long as you can work and you get along. I, I don't care what number you are. Mm -hmm. um, but we do respond into Patterson and Clifton and into. Uh, the uh the bergen county side as well so it's it is a good fun place to work and again you can't hide man you gotta you gotta pull your weight no matter what right right because i was gonna say most of those places that you just mentioned uh see a lot of fire duty yeah so yeah. There, there's no there, there is no like you said hiding and the fact that you guys are doing more with less which a yeah. lot of departments are doing i mean that just goes to show you so i i, I totally i mean because like i said those mutual aid departments they have unique areas they're very Absolutely. Densely populated, high rise, very mm -hmm. close together, multifamily dwellings. Right. High streets. Like, absolutely. And that's like for me as a learning point, like there's no there's no secret. I grew up here in, in uh 
between Rockland County, North Bergen County, and a little bit of South Bergen. That was like my, you know, my life through young age to high school kind of thing before I obviously went on the road trip of colleges and things like this. But just learning more about like, you know, as an instructor too, like for me, what I love that I've been everywhere. And again, you know, sometimes you get a bad rap for, hey, you volunteered too much. You've been to too many places, you know. It's no secret. I do a little bit of time down in Seabright once in a while. You know, they have a phenomenal water rescue program. And it's just great that, you know, if you're able to, you know, and I and I didn't even do a shout out to this, but my buddy Pete, you know, when he was, he went to school in Maryland, he was riding for a Branchville in PG. I think he was a, I forgot how they do it, lieutenants or, I know he was an officer, but I don't want to mess up his rank at the time. Um, but even for him, like, you know, when he, I mean, he saw something and he was one of the guys that helped start the whole flow event page and, and all the training stuff. Um, but even for him, like when I went there a couple of times before I picked where I would transfer from Colorado to, um, you know, just to see that environment as well. And like how similar years later, right. How similar New Jersey is becoming to these densely populated areas. Mm -hmm. um, so like going back to the, where I volunteer now, it's kind of cool. And I appreciate that we are where we are at work because you know how to manage with less, right? So if I pull up in the volleys and I do have two guys with me, I, we can still pull this off. Don't worry about it. But if I have a boatload and we have a full boat of eight people, right? you know, for me, that's like car plunge. It's, it's too much, too many people sometimes, you know, to operate. And it, you know, things happen well and it's a good environment. But uh, like you said, that building construction and things like this is, it's definitely, uh, definitely makes it for a fun game, you know, when you go to work, so yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of, how did, um, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, sure. how, how did Flow Event come about? I mean, because you guys have a have a very popular fan base. Uh, all your videos are very educational. So like, how, how'd that start? <laughs> so like I mentioned, um, there are, they all come down to baseline. So the story I like to go with that kind of flows the best to get everybody, because again, the way I look at Flow Event is that it's not just a brand or a podcast or, you know, just a label. It's always been to me kind of like, like a movement, like a, like a network. That's a better word to say it. Right. So back when we were, I mean, here's where the joke starts, right? Back when we were junior in probies before we even got certified, you know, we grew up under guys that were to our understanding, you know, being fresh, aggressive guys, bunch of New York city guys that were local or retired, still floating around me. I guess I, I knew nothing. So I kind of really, um fed off and, and uh learned from other guys that had you know family ties and tradition and, and legacies like that so like i said my buddy pete was a mawa kid i was from this allendale south river area um but we were involved in this rescue squad on the border of new york and that place was you know it had an, its own history but the guys that were involved there um you know retired new york city guys current new york city guys you know at that time we had old like wartime veterans still volunteering you know federal agents it was like a really good network of individuals there that years later you know now that we're hitting that 30s and life is happening you knew that was a good place but um so we eventually came home to our own let's call them our home fire departments per se and we were kind of moaning and groaning about hey the, you know this training's not going this way what, what are you doing for drill one night we're not doing this that whatever so then we started a Facebook page, right? The joke was we called it New Age Fire Tactics. We, you know, what are two 17, 18 year old kids going to come up with? And right. they, Pete was like, dude, just flow and vent, right? We're, you know, and I was like, all right, that sounds cool. Um, he went to college, I went to college, and there was still this communication within guys in the mutual aid group, right? Mikey's, you know, the podcast now, right? Mikey, Mike, Matt, Chad sometimes gets involved. Um, it just keeps growing so even with mikey mikey's been very heavily involved in the podcast if anybody listens to it he's the uh very passionate italian guy that likes to, to yell at me sometimes and um you know he's you know he's an ex-chief out of the town that i live in now in waldwick and just that network kept growing you know and it started off a facebook group right when that turn of the century oh well, i don't want to call it turn of the century but when facebook got popular it started there and then instagram happened and then now we see it right even today i put i just put up a, a quick post and like it's crazy to see how the content's changing, right? Like I grew up on the fire engineering. Like I had, I still have a box of them, just things that I would read and stack up on highlight and try this and try that. Now all the information is at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of crazy to see where this is going. Um, but again, for me, my goal, you know, the more involved I get in this, the more, like you said, you know, once you get bars, yes, in the volunteer world, and this is where some guys are going to hate or some guys are going to love it. Um, absolutely. When you get bars in the volunteer service, there's a, there's a level of respect and, 
guys kind of appreciate it. But let's let's play the game, right? You could say, hey, they just gave it to you. Same thing with the career world. In some places, it's just a test. So a phenomenal test taker can do better than a guy that's a phenomenal fireman. It is what it is. But um, what I've noticed is that, you know, you do carry a lot more. I don't want to call you carry a lot on your shoulders, but there's a lot in the in the traditional service of, you know, now you got rank. You know, you have some more tradition to, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Not credibility, but you have more, you know, on what your actions are. You're judged more. Everything's like everybody says, there's more involvement. Um So even now with these posts, like every time we post something, it's like somebody is reading this somewhere and thinking like, well, if you guys are running from a busy shop or something like that, and you said this thing, maybe I should try something. So now it's kind of evolved into, you know, it's still a network. There's still people that send me something. Hey, I need, you know, something unfortunate having a fundraiser. Or, hey, we want to try this. Have you seen this? And that's kind of cool to have that conversation with brothers and sisters around the country. Um, but like I said, with the other things I do, it's, it's kind of cool just to see where this is all going. The podcast has been fun. I know we've been pretty slow and we've gotten some, uh, some ball breaking on the back end of guys like, Hey, when's the next one coming out and things like that. But you know, it's, uh, it's life. <laughs> We're all trying to maintain. I mean, you, right. you got to coordinate and hustle, but it's, uh, it's been fun. It's uh, and now, like I said, for me, I like to, what I was trying to get at, as you can see, my, my thought process is very, uh, all them concussions in hockey and football kind of. <laughs> throw my, my lineage on, on my thinking around, but um, <laughs> I still enjoy writing, you know? And like, even for me, like when you go take classes, right. They always say, I need five hours of, of content or three hours of content. Cause we got to teach, we got to teach up to a time. I'm kind of turning into a guy that likes to teach, you know, the skills, right. So they always say, do you, do you teach to time or teach the standards? You know, I'm more of a teach the standards. If you and I can go out and we have four hours allotted, but in the first hour, you're able to get everything down packed that we have to, you know, I think that's, I think you get more out of that kind of learning environment than saying, Hey guys, we're here for X amount of hours. Good luck. I can't leave, you know, let you up till 6 PM or something crazy. Right. Um, so, you know, that's why I like writing these one pagers that are starting to get more attention. And like, for me, I even had a, not a shock, but like an experience where a training chief of a big city, um, came up to me. was like, I know who you are. I know your name. He's like, I read this article in the paper. It's pretty good. I was like, you're, you know, you're the training chief for two decades in a certain big city, my guy. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. Like, you know, so it does, that has some weight to it. And you, let's be real. We're the fire service. If you suck, you suck. They're going to tell you. There's right. no hiding. They're going to tell That's you, my guy, you're, you're off, you know, you're off kilter. It's not working, you know, slow down or check out kind of thing. So, you know, it's right. and a rabbit hole. It's been a, it's been a ride. <laughs> like everything else in life. <laughs> so no, I, I, I totally understand. And like you said, you know, with, with, with life and, getting older, trying to find priorities mm. and making sure that, you know, you are taking care of what needs to be taken care of. And then on the back burner, yeah, you get a couple more episodes out there. So I totally understand. <laughs> I mean, there's some people that might not, but you know, sometimes you get busy, things change. Yeah. If you have children, I mean, oh, yeah. know, all that evolves. It's a whole so, different game. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so at what point, did you decide like, Hey, I'm going to try to promote to company office. Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what inspired that? Sure. Um, so I'll hit both, right. I'll go the, I'll start the volley route and kind of roll into my career world. So in the volleys, um, I'll be straight up for me uh, out here. It is very, I don't want to say it's very unique. Cause let's be real. There's somebody listening out there that's saying, Oh, we're going through the same thing or it's a similar experience or a similar uh environment um by us you know yes for years i heard hey you're too young you can't do this x y and z and for me as a as an individual there's no secret you ask people i grew up with i really wasn't like the athlete the star you know i was always kind of second string you know the center you know the lineman all right rob's a big kid he'll handle it uh, but i never was like you know the quarterback with the varsity jacket and all that cool stuff so even as a leadership style uh i think years later it kind of turned into who i am today and you know, in the volleys, it was a fun environment for me because you know, I'm not saying you kind of earn it by doing your time in such a short time, right? Because I, there's no secret. I think by 22, I was a officer in the volleys, right? But again, I was coming around everything. I'm always involved. But one thing that I saw myself being different was as a young guy, I was involved with the old timers as well. So it was, you know, I would still train and be involved and still be a young, young kid, but I'd still go to the, you know, we always had an open invite to like these mutual aid chief meetings and see what's going on on the bigger scale. And, you know, there was a, um, the state does like a mailing list of current events and current trainings and, you know, grant funded training. 
So I would start jumping into these classes because they're a they're free and you know it helps with your portfolio and you know where I am today this ended up kind of my niche turned it niche whatever that word is you know my, niche my, your niche yep like whatever you know turned into it from here um so it was fun right going through the ranks and then years later even now you know before I got promoted at work before I get to that story storyline um I saw there was a change because I kind of and guys from this area that if they end up listening to this they'll know like. I wasn't tough or like, you know, stubborn or anything like this. Listen, we all have a degree of who we are, but, you know, I was very accountable, you know? So if I screwed up, I, you know, I wouldn't hide it or blame it on somebody else. I was like, guys, I made this call this way because of this. You got a problem, come talk to me. And, or, you know, it's not his kid's fault or, or whatever. Um, so even as a chief, when I made it to chief of department in this small volunteer town, um, it was, for me, it was an opportunity, like just to reflect on it now was kind of crazy because, you know, I had guys that, joined under me when I was a captain, right? So maybe I was what, 23, 22 years old and guys that are adults, right? Two, three kids working three jobs. It is what it is. You know, the world's changed a little bit. We're all hustling more. Right. And, uh, you know, he still calls me cap to this day. You know, he's like, <laughs> no, you're still the captain. You know, you taught me this, you got, you know, you got me out of a gym, X, Y, Z, all this kind of stuff. Um, so for me personally, that was kind of my, one of my motivating factors for trying to get promoted at work. Right. So, okay. You know, with New Jersey, some places are chief tests, some places are civil service. I fall under civil service. So for us is, you know, you take after you do after you have three years. And again, this this could even be a whole episode or conversation or debate in the state. Once you have three years on the job, you can start taking, you know, supervisor uh, exams. So like for us, our city's got lieutenants, captains, battalion chiefs, then a deputy and a chief of department. Some places just go barman to captain to you know a chief officer so i like it that we're old school in my opinion because we have more opportunities to climb the ladder there's you know there's more of that old school flavor of hey i'm a lieutenant and i'm a captain kind of thing okay um, so yeah you know i was always involved in it i loved it and um you know i looked at it as and again i had some family influence in terms of ball breaking like hey man you got to be a boss you know you're a smart kid you're kind of nerdy you know you love this stuff but you know do you want to be the boss or do you want to be somebody's you know you want to work for somebody I always looked at it in a, not a negative way or a pessimistic way, but, you know, I, listen, I love everybody that I work with volunteer career, you know, even if we butt heads, like, you know, we're still one family in the fire service. Um, but I looked at it as, as, you know, do I want to be the dumb guy or do I want to work for the dumb guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, I got fortunate. I tested well. I, you know, I studied hard and did what I could do to get multiple ideas, influences, everything. And, and I did well, came out fractions of a point behind really senior guys so for me as a young guy that was kind of you know pat on the back but then again now i gotta deal with right being the young guy and as a, as a career officer so there's potential no matter what that i could do 17 years as a boss as just a lieutenant 23 more years as a lieutenant or and i i mean i hope to promote up and go through the ranks but you know that's uh for me it was kind of like you know, if I'm going to run my ship, I, I got to be in charge of it, right? If I want to go out and, and maintain that culture of that old school, you know, hey, we're cooking every day, we're going to train, even if it's just walking through a building, even, you know, two work days ago, we went just to the river, because, you know, we were dealing with the swelling and all the water around here. I go, when's the last time you guys just looked at the water? What do you mean? I go, do, you, do you have any idea what the river looks like? Oh, so even a simple drill like that to go out there, point, point, you know, landmarks out and how to talk about it, read about it, like what not to touch, what not to do, like, I wanted to be in charge of that kind of stuff. Right. So, listen, you know, you could be on a, in our, what we like to say by us, right? We have four shifts, two firehouses. So there's eight way, eight different firehouses, eight different cultures. You know, each tour has its own identity, but within those houses, it breaks down even more. So for me, and then, you know, you can even go even deeper and say each company has their own uh, type of culture and, and dynamic. So for me, I was like, listen, I want to run a, an aggressive, you know, educated company that, you know, still knew the old school values of the fire service, but right. This is where it goes catch 22 and the benefits of being a young volunteer officer is, you know, right now having uh, a young son, married and dog, little house. When I was a volunteer officer, I really didn't understand or appreciate that stuff. Like what I was 20 something years old telling guys 40, 50, Hey, what, where the hell are you? X, Y, Z. Where were you? You know, it happens. Right. So now I'm kind of, I respect and I appreciate life and, you know, things we all go through more. So that helps me make my decisions on how I even speak to people, how I, you know, if, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, my expectations, right. For other folks and 
teammates and company guys in the company and like there's a whole different uh responsibility factor there not responsibility um yeah responsibility factor is a good one you know, so yeah that, that makes you know sense like now i know where i can i'm not going to break your chops because i understand hey you got x amount of kids and you're hustling and like you know but if i tell you guys hey for the next 24 hours my eh, you gotta let me know if something's bothering you because i gotta know you know if i say something it's going to trigger something or if you're if you're having a bad day i want to know first thing you know a either squash it or If you can't get over it and you want to hustle through the day, I just got to know that, you know, you may be not at 100% of operation mentally. You might be at 90 today because you got something weighing on you. Um, and the same goes for the volleys. You know, in the volleys, we did a big push for developing like a, you know, a peer. Uh, like I said, the, the, the state and the counties run that special team, those special teams. But in the volleys where I'm at now as a training officer in Saddle River, you know, we started this special operations unit per se. You know, for us, it's it's more of a, for guys, I call it more of a morale booster, right? Listen, you know, firefighting is firefighting. You take fire one, fire two, you go to your annual live burns. We can't really do much more than that in a town that's a highway, a bunch of vegetation, and a couple McMansions, right? Now we're getting developments and things like this. But, you know, I said, where can we go where guys are going to stay involved and want to do stuff? So, you know, we'd start, we opened up with Manvers Machine, Shoring, minimal stuff, basics, you know, T-shirts. We're not talking, you know, crazy New York City level stuff, but keeping it simple. But enough for guys to want to get involved. And for me... It all came to fruition where in last fall, we had um, guys from my hometown and uh, inside a river and Waldwick came together to train on some stuff. And I had like, you know, we had only 15 spots available and 30 guys show up. Luckily, you know, the guys from Superior are good dudes. And they said, hey, listen, let them train, let them stay, no worries. And, um, you know, it was for me, it was eye-opening to see like how much I've learned how to speak to people, how to deal with people. And kind of not you know i hate to say it, not be a dick listen we all have good days and bad days but when i have guys from 17 to i don't know johnny's gotta be late 60s they're training from start to finish not getting lazy not messing around the program's working you know if you respect people's time and you tell them what you're going to do in a certain amount of time it's going to work better and that's the same thing i try my best to roll into the you know into the shift at work as guys we got 24 hours We got these five things to be done every day. This is a special thing today, X, Y, and Z. Have at it, you know. Still do the fireman stuff, but you know, makes it a makes it an experience for everybody, you know. Right, right. So, no, totally get yeah. it. Totally get it. Um, with that, my question for you is: with your with your volunteer department, sure. are are you noticing any recruitment or retention problems there, or mm -hmm. or are you guys doing? pretty good so um where i currently am as a training officer slash lieutenant we are so far in my opinion doing well but factors that are involved in that right so what i like about that town on the administrative side right with recruitment and retention um we are fortunate enough that we do get a stipend right so that's a home run you know that helps in today's world listen you, everybody needs money you know, post COVID, whatever, everybody's hustling. It does help when you do get a couple bucks for volunteering. You know, I know some guys are going to be like, wow, come on. That's not the spirit of volunteering and things like this. But listen, man, we all got lives, families. We got to, we got to make ends meet. And if you get enough money to pay your gas or to take your wife and family out for dinner one night, right. Missing a couple things here and there. I'm sure, you know, it's a little easier on the family. Um, and with that, we have members from both in town and out of town there. Um, where I was chief, one hurdle I had was, you know, I had a lot of youth, but we had an age gap. And that was the biggest problem, in my opinion, you know, now being out of that role was because we had call it 18 to 30 it was a real tight group. Guys went to everything, you know, two, three rigs out, and then you would have a gap to like 50 plus. So traditionally, culturally, biomatically, there was a divide, right? Because those, that young crowd was going to everything, training, teaching, going to all the calls x y and z that older crowd would listen i'm not saying you're entitled to it but you know when you're the old timer and you've done 30 40 years in the volunteer fire service you know there are respectable perks you kind of get where you kind of can kick back a little bit you know you can, i'm not saying like you're done done and hang up your coat but listen we understand you've been here for 50 years you know start teaching us more than than uh just hanging around But the problem there too was just the environment, right? A lot of those homes were expensive and guys couldn't stay in town. They had to move out of town, X, Y, and Z, which brings me to where I am now. You know, it's in my book, it's a blue collar town, right? I'm starting out, I'm able to afford to be here. And 
you know, this town where I'm at now is just a very blue collar town that is still built upon, you know, a lot of factors. There, there are guys that are, doctor, you know, in the volunteer, you have career firemen, you have cops, you have smart people like doctors, you got guys that teach, you got guys that are involved in every industry. And on there, in this town, again, it's a big, excuse, excuse me, what I learned is um, there's no fat stipend here, right? It's what, 100, 200 bucks at Christmas time. You know, the other town, you're making a couple hundred bucks a month. Right. Here, it, here, it's the culture, right? Here, you know, it's an aggressive town. You know, there's a lot of history here. Um, you know, if, if anybody's a big fire engineering guru, uh, you know, Glenn Corbett, who's a former chief from uh, this town, is here, still rides, still shows up, still talks to the guys. Um, you know, so it's like this town, there's there's that old school, um, I don't want to use camaraderie, but culture to it. Like, hey, you know, they're known to be a good truck company. They're known to be, you know, if they're called out, they're going to work. And again, a smaller department in terms of manpower, but they're here, right? And again, that's where that whole culture shift. And I'm not saying that anywhere else isn't like that, but just in my experience, you know, I love where I'm at in South River. The bonuses, you're getting a stipend. Culture is there, right? There's a lot of committed guys. Guys are always there. They're always, they're always rolling two, three rigs. Drill nights. When's the last time you've seen 30, 40 guys on a drill night when I say, hey, guys, we're just doing a tabletop, tabletop discussion tonight? Last week we had that and I was like, wow, all right, this thing's working. You know, this plan of the way we're training, the way we're talking to each other is 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 the product's there. And we just got to keep the train running. Here, I love it because it's it's old school. You know, here you walk in, guys are chilling, guys know to work hard, get in and get out. So everywhere you go, man, it's a different firehouse culture. And, you know, everybody just still wants to go to jobs and train, you know, at the end of the day. But, you know, how do you, I mean, that could be a whole other day, a conversation. Like how do you, I don't want to call standardizing it, but maintaining that is whole battle you know and right take all on everybody involved just, absolutely as long as there's common understanding then i think everybody will be success successful so no you're you're absolutely right i mean if if if, if that's one thing we could figure out as a service <laughs> as far as the volunteer side how sure. do we maintain it how do we keep it going with the way inflation people have oh. to work we understand people can't just stop what they're doing to answer the call Right. And then you have other organizations that are switching from volunteer to yeah. looking at a part-time system. And then, sure. but that raises taxes. So there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no happy way. Right. I mean, no. notice that too, with Jersey, like South of these two, three counties, right. Yes. There's some towns like South river, like Paramus, like Mawa, they're doing a stipend program, but they're not like, you know, you get out of this County. They're like you said, people are doing part-time per diem where, Hey, you're sitting here for 25 bucks for 12 hours or for eight hours or whatever. Right. Right. Does it work? Absolutely. Will it drive away some of the volunteer culture? I think so. But I mean, I don't know. Every town's got to go through it. There's no, like, there's no happy, there's no perfect answer, right? You know, some no. places it may work, you know, like, like when uh, James was talking about on his episode with Seabright, they do daytime staffing and there's no money, you know, right. you're right. training, you're doing it for the, the culture, the camaraderie, that experience of being on the beach and being able to go as a fast team, writ team, writ team, whatever you want to call it from where you're from. Um, to several places, you know, mm -hmm. or like you said, the ocean, the, the water rescue for you know for them is is key, right? This week they, I don't know, countless water rescue removals they've done because of the flooding they got on these swells. But I mean, at the end of the day, as an individual man, if you're there for the job and the right reasons, it doesn't matter where you go. Like I said, you know, I said I would mention it in the beginning, in the middle, and I'll keep mentioning it to now to any kid out there that is listening to this or a guy or whoever. You know, it doesn't matter where you are in your career. There's always time to learn and, and a place to try something new, right? You can't stay in your igloo. You can't stay in your bubble your whole life. You have to get out and try and look at it. I mean, listen, you don't have to become the number one highest call member of another town. But if there's an opportunity, even if it's like you're not joining, but you're just seeing what's going on, you know, if they invite you into their doors and they let you pass, well, you know, their secrets, you might learn something. You know, like for me, like I said in the beginning, there was a, it was taboo to join a lot of towns. It was you have to be here. Don't go anywhere. You have to be here. This is your home. I think for me and my development and the way it's gone, I think joining multiple departments when I had time, obviously, um, has completely benefited me even more. You know, it, I have served now as an officer in three towns plus my my job. Like something's working. It's not just because of me. I guess people, you know, I don't know. I ask somebody, got to ask people that know me. I, I I don't know. I don't. You know what I mean? Like maybe there is something working with with the way I am. I don't know but it's a mystery who knows <laughs> <laughs> every everybody everybody's a mist a mysterious person in their own way you know what i mean like everybody's got quirks or someone might be like sure. oh this person's got oh, this person's just weird and it's like no right. they're not weird 
they just do things or see things a little different than you. Right. So no, I, I like I said, I totally get it. Totally get it. Hundred percent. Um, one thing I will say though, regarding the topic, I see a lot of departments, uh, if they can with social media, mm. if they can do it right, you know, they they can uh, live in programs like you sure. mentioned, but it also helps that the department goes to a fair share of work, you know, like if it like, yeah. like you know, well, PG. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's a, that was a big factor. And that was one thing we tried doing in flow event is totally my fault. Like I tried to get, you know, what do you have under your, uh, your bio and things you have those little featured bubbles. I tried to get like every state's livings, dude, I'm not uh -huh. even, uh -huh. I only mentioned like five or six of them. Um, but I mean, listen, shout out to anybody that's going into and you know, stuck in a rut or going to, from high school to college or tech school, whatever. If you're able to get involved and you have the luxury or you're, you're in the right spot in your life where you're able to get into a living program or, you know, like give shouts, another shout out to Seabright, right? Seabright doesn't have like a real hardcore living program, like anywhere in Maryland or Pennsylvania or any of these other crazy places down South. But if you're able to get into any kind of quote living program that's scheduled and things like this, it will totally teach you if you want to go career or if you just want to keep doing what you're doing and you want to get that rush. You know, because let's be real, we're all people, we're all adrenaline junkies, we're all type A personalities to an extent. You may be on the bottom of the spectrum, you may be on the top of the spectrum. But doing things like that, I mean, like you said, if you go to work, it's a home run. And that was a big thing with the volunteer world when I was a chief, it was tough, man. Like, listen, I hate buddy boxes, I hate politics. People know me, like, I'm not really into that shit. But, you know, if you were able to say, hey, listen, nobody's taking the fast team seriously, we'll train the shit out of our guys. And now all of a sudden your town that went to running only 10 mutual aid calls turned into 30 for a town that only runs 200, 300 calls a year, adding 20 mutual aid responses is, is a game changer. Mm -hmm. Right now in a town where everybody's sleepy besides one or two fires in the area, now people are like, we got 20 more shots to go somewhere on a longer ride. You know, that's a home run, let alone if you're in, in a busy area like PG or, or, or down in Monmouth County or even, you know, I don't know. I don't think Rockland's running anything. They're just Rockland County. But, uh, you know, York PA, like, um, was it Dolphin County? I think it's uh -huh, called. Uh -huh. Those guys, Progress. and, and Progress, uh, yep, yep. Like, why not? You know, if you're if you're in that phase of life, don't be afraid of it. If, you know, if, and this is where I almost fell in this, well, I did kind of fall in this trap by coming home, but it worked out the way it was. Don't fall in the trap of, hey, I'm doing what I'm doing where I'm at, right? I'm, I grew up here. I'm volunteering here. It's great. Leave. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like, get out. Go, go while you're young able to get out right you can come back people are going to remember you you'll have percentage you'll have your your rank and service whatever you can become an officer if you can you know come back later on but when you're young go travel try different things go you know they tell you right travel the world try different food same thing with the fire service man if you love it here that's great you want to make it better go somewhere come back you know like go to progress for a weekend see do a ride along go to pg right. try it out. if it works stay for a semester you want to go to college Listen, you may not get into College Park, but you might get into the tech school down the street. And it's just as good. I mean, you know, I'm not talking school, but that that experience and everything is guys got to stay hungry and stay motivated, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, you got to, uh, as I like to say, um, in kind of regards to the fire service, sure. go to outside training. It's the mm -hmm. only way you're going to learn. Like if you only know the way your department does things, that's cool. But when you get outside of that, it, 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 it exposes you to like man i never thought about doing it this way sure. because i've always done it this way absolutely and so, you never know what you're gonna learn it might save your life it might make going into your next fire 10 times easier exactly you never exactly. know exactly no no you're totally right you're totally right and i'm not sure if you know this but uh I, i'm originally from rockland county no shit yeah ah, yeah see, I, I was I, I was on department 17 uh spring valley yeah rockland so Atlanta. so i was born in suffering when i was little little we grew Suffer. up in yeah. So you're in Department 19's area. Technically. I never rode for them. You know, I got friends there. But, uh, you know, for me, like I said, my my story is crazy. Like, parents were immigrants. For them, they, they were, you know, we, as a baby, I grew up on top of a body shop in Slotesburg. So, okay. Okay. you know, now, now I'm fighting fires in Passaic in the area. So it's kind of, you know, like I said, humble beginnings. And you just got to stay humble your whole career. I mean, you can have ups and downs. And I'm not saying you can pump your chest like an asshole. But, you know, don't, don't don't shy away from what you've done either. You know, don't keep putting yourself, and that's my fault. A lot of guys telling me this, like, Rob, don't put yourself down, kid. You, you kind of done some stuff, man. <laughs> you know, don't, so that's for everybody. You know, that's like the credibility there, right? You hear Rockland County, it's like, hmm, 
I know a little bit about that place. You know, you right. put the skinner on, you know, over the over the border, and you're like, "Fuck, you guys go to fires all the time," all or right. just you know, it's a whole different world. Six miles up the road, you know. So that's awesome. I don't know that. Yeah, no, no. Like I said, <laughs> grew, grew up in grew up in suffer, man. That's a, a small. I'm telling you, small world. A small world, right? What we said in the beginning an hour ago. <laughs> the bigger it gets, the smaller it gets. <laughs> small world. Yeah, no, but it's uh, you know, what's one thing about Rockland though? Uh, it's it's still 100. It's 100 volunteer county. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've asked some friends that are still up there. Like, do you think they'll ever go? part-time and i mean the way they're talking now you know they have departments that if they can't get trucks out you know you're getting three or four yeah. different tones of departments banged out to answer this call yeah. you know times are changing it's like yeah absolutely you, you gotta and do you still something. have the fire volume up there that's what's like you know um you know for guys that are good in deductive reasoning um i'm just going to say that fires in rockland county are similar to Passaic county if you do your research <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. I mean, the you know? way are where they're putting things closer together. Oh yeah, they are transfer uh, transforming what looks like a uh, single single family residential home mm-hmm. to like a multi dwelling yeah. occupancy. Yeah, and I mean, they're not up to code. They're not following uh-huh. code, and there's so many issues going hey, on. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, anybody listening, if you were in, you know, um, again, the whole Jared Lloyd fire. I was, you know, we went right. as a cover company and ended up right. staying there and went to the, the services. And I spoke to a bunch of guys that operated that day and um, shit's real guys, you know, like, again, I'm not a politician or any of that stuff, but building construction is huge. Get, in, like, get involved in everything. Get out. You know, it's not just about the sirens, the pager, the t-shirt. You know, I got a whirly bird. I got a rotary on my rig and a power call. Like, <laughs> yeah, I listen, I love that stuff, but become an educated farmer. And I'm not saying become a nerd. Don't become, you know crazy about it but if you want and it works go that route but you're going to only make yourself better by knowing more being exposed to more absolutely that's that's where i'm trying to get at no absolutely you're right because what you just said it kind of uh i listened to uh bobby eckert's Mm -hmm. last podcast he had with corley and how he describes how in the textbooks uh i don't want to butcher it but they're in the textbooks there's a certain type of occupancy that they always talk about burning. Right. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He'll tell you in his first due, I think his are type three, which is right. not what the book is saying. Sure. So yes, you need to be educated out there because you're going to fight fire differently than I fight mm-hmm. fire here, Absolutely. but you got to be able to know what's in your first due. Sure. Like, well, even look at like by us, right. Passaic old, old, you know, if you get into the history, like Patterson was the working ground. Passaic was like, the Atlantic City, the Vegas party ground in, you know, turn of the century America. And even then, right, what do we got? And this guy, guys get crazy. You know, you can have another podcast on half story versus not half story, two and a half story, whatever, right? We have a lot of tight dwellings. We had a lot of occupied, well, you know, OMD walk-ups, things like this. But now in the middle of these project areas or between three wood frames is they're putting up a six-story pedestal building with 60 units in it. So even for us, right, New York City runs the rope bag, the roof bag. I'm When I was on the, on the truck, always carried that with me even now as an engine boss i'm teaching my guys that still because you get to a fire there's no there's no access for anything to the rear of a building or to the two sides of the building you're going to have to drop a rope from the window above there's no and oh yeah it's wood frame right and i know bobby put a post up a couple days ago on really understanding trust right same thing right if you got a second floor uh, let's call it you know a four to a five you know fifth floor fire somebody's hanging out and you drop from five to four I mean, you're not going to write people off. You're going to go up there and drop the rope and put a line in service, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if somebody's hanging there, you're not going to say, oh, sorry, it's got a triangle on it. We're not going to do this. You're going to go to work. You're going to do what you got to do. And again, for us, we're running that with three. You know, one guy's going over, one guy's calling the shots, and one guy's anchoring. Good luck. <laughs> you know, but it's, like you said, everywhere's different. Just you got to you know, adapt and overcome. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's the only way to do it. I mean, you can't. Absolutely. You can't not not do your job right like you know just because <laughs> your municipality won't allow that fourth man doesn't mean you can say you no can not, you know what i mean yeah i mean <laughs> absolutely we're not gonna come today we're short <laughs> yeah as the fire service we're always saying yes can you provide mm-hmm. the service yes 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 right so you got to do what you got to do with what you got absolutely so um no i like it love it <laughs> it's the trips me out though you're from suffering i swear oh 
Sorry, I was man. real young. I was real young. I went from, you know, as a baby, we went from Suffern to the apartments in Ridgewood. Then we ended up back in Allendale, then Wallington, then my, it was like, what do they call in football? A journeyman, right? You've been on so many <laughs> towns, moved, lived in so many towns, you've played for so many teams. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's where I'm at these days. Okay. Start journeyman. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to make sure I want to make sure I want to hit on all the questions. Um, before we conclude, is there anything I always like to ask? Is there anything you want to get out there? Any message to mm. those who feel like they might be either stuck in a rut, stuck sure. in a department that isn't progressive or mm. surrounded more so being surrounded by crews that aren't as motivated oh, as I got you. That. So, yeah, yeah. So funny you mentioned that a close friend of mine and he, he listens, he knows who I'm talking about. He's a really good artist somewhere. Um, we've had this debate all the time, even for me, like, you know, I love Passaic, you know, there's been ups and downs guys know me as a rescue guy. I'm a rescue nerd. I love technical rescue. My city doesn't run it. It's just the way okay. it is. Right. Not going to okay. invest in it. You know, our trucks do the rescue work, but we're not doing the, the crazy buff stuff, you know, all these technical collapses and stuff. It's just the way it is. Uh, so I've been in that rut once or twice and talking to guys that go through it or not at the end of the day, you know, we're in a better position than a lot of people, a lot of brothers and sisters, right? We're on the job. We got in, our foot is in. We, you know, we're able to do what we can do in some places, right? I'm not, you know, outside of here where it's not civil service, there's a luxury of, I can go to another town, right? I got friends in South Carolina where they could, Hey, I don't like it here. It's like a, I don't want to call it like a corporate job, but you can apply somewhere else and do what you got to do. Right. For me up here, I'm very loyal. And, you know, if I got my shot here, I'm going to maintain it. I'm going to work hard through it. And same thing, you know, we're all here for a longer time. The guys at the top, if you, if you feel they're not maintaining that culture, creating that environment for you, my thing, you know, I think I like to think a little tough. This is where my Polish comes out, you know, stick through it, you know, become a boss, run your company. If the three, four, five of you have this one way of, of operating, then those five, you know, you and your four are going to spread that where they get promoted or if they move to another shift or they move to another company, that buffness is going to survive and keep growing you know and if you're on the point of hey i gotta transfer out i gotta move somewhere else i need a fresh start make sure to write everything out talk to your family you know because let's be real we're human if something's got to be done make sure you make that right that right decision i'm not here to tell anybody hey no don't do it stay where you are if you gotta go you gotta go you know only you as an individual know what's right for you um but if you can stick it through and make a change make a change you never know you never know. You know, you know, don't give up hope in yourself. Everybody's got a voice. Everybody can make a difference. You never know. You never know how you're influencing that next guy, you know, or girl or whatever. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I, cause I kind of look at it as like this podcast of mine. I, I, I am in no means trying to, um, uh, I don't know, I guess like go viral or whatever, you know what I mean? Like go sure. big, get a bunch of sponsorships. But if I can affect, at least one person mm -hmm. with an episode, like if somebody listens to what you just said and they're like, he's right. I've been thinking about this or your, your story matches their story. If we can affect that one change, mm -hmm. that's, you never you know, know. It's it's better than nothing. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's like going back to what you said, the whole flow event thing. Like, why are we still doing tips and trips and why are we dealing with the keyboard warriors? Cause you never know. You never know some guy in, you know, bumpfuck usa and we're in the big city read something and goes i'm gonna try this and it works and all of a sudden you know it spreads like like a virus like a wildfire whatever whatever phrase you want to use and it makes a better impact for them or like you said that one guy sitting there he's like dude i've been here for x amount of years i'm not getting promoted there's drama and he sits down and says oh i can go somewhere else i'll maybe take a cut or hey i'm not going to be able to do the crazy rescue work or the truck company concepts are different, but I'm gonna make a couple more bucks and it's better for me and my family. You never know. You never know. Right. Everybody, everybody's different. I think full circle. I think that's where the fire service has traditionally been pretty good with. And I think that's where the rut is today. Not, you know, I know we're getting close to the end, but you know, as officers, leaders, senior men, firefighters, we all owe it to the job. Right. So check in on everybody, talk to one another, see what's on their head. Maybe the guys just has, a bad day and you're just saying what's going on you know right. but you never know he has a bad day and now you act a certain way or the company acts a certain way or the shift acts a certain way and it drives that guy completely crazy or you know 
Now he says, I don't even want to come back anymore. And you can't talk me back into it. Or, hey, these guys took the second to check in on me. All right, it ain't that bad. You know, it's not too shabby. It is what it is. You know, we're still here. We're yeah. still doing, still alive. We still have the opportunity to make a difference. It's a good day. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, all it takes is just that it can all, all it could take is just going, pulling them to the side. Hey, man, you good? Like, I noticed mm-hmm. you've been kind of quiet or you've been kind of distant because we, I don't know what the, the, the tour format that you work, but when you work with these, mm-hmm. your brothers and sisters for 24 hours, you get to know them. You get to know what, yeah. what drives them, what takes them, what pisses them off, things of right. that nature. So if you see that something is wrong, that, that, Hey man, are you okay? Might just be the difference between something catastrophic happening sure. and you know, some sort of like, yeah, this is what's been going on. And it's like, oh, crap. Right. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I truly appreciate you coming on, man. Like Ooh. I said, it was a shot in the dark. Uh, when you responded back, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Seriously, um, I just want to say thank you for coming on, taking time out of your day, man, uh, to talk some shop and, and lay some some good gospel words down for oh, anybody that needs to hear man. man. I appreciate the opportunity. If you need anything, listen, let me know. You got my number. You got whatever you need, man. I'm always down to help out. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, sir. Absolutely, brother. I'll talk All to right. you. All right. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.